0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Last week, we talked about how I was depressed. Well, hi, Ditz. Apparently, you were too.
2: Well, first off, it's good to be back. Uh, I feel like I was last uh, recording with you like in December or something of last year.
0: But you knew I was in a bad place.
2: Yes, definitely. I think we all were in a bad place at different points. I think I've had like three different emo periods this year.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's ongoing. It's not like I'm in a better place now, but at least I've recovered slightly where I'm able to record again.
2: Right. And you also got married, which we can cover later.
0: Exactly. (laughs) We'll talk about my reception in another episode. But a lot of people ask me, you know, I've been touring the country. People ask me about you and they're like, what's he up to? We love when you pod with him. What's going on? And I feel like today we need to address where you've been as well, because it's heavy.
2: I've reserved a lot of time for you to talk about what's been going on and for the listeners who, you know, I miss you guys too.
0: (laughs) Early in the year, you came to my parents' house in Miami. We hung out with my mom. You were not in a good place. And to make you feel better, you, me, and my mom, we all went to a comedy show. Basically
2: what it started was um, this winter. NYC winter is very emo, especially when you're like single. And I was like very single. I was seeing someone, but it was like one of those like really passionless relationships that you were just kind of seeing each other because like someone set you up. And then it was just kind of like, all right, you know, here and there. And I kept being like, we should meet up and get to know each other better. And I kept being the runaround. So it was one of those times where it's like, when are you free? And I was told three weeks from now. And I was like, oh, are you going on a trip? No, I'm going on a trip for four days with my friends. Then I come back and I'm free or I'm busy every day for two weeks. So in my mind, I was like, okay. And then I went away and I was in Miami and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, what is the point of this? Is this like another just meaningless, stupid fling? And I was kind of like, do I give this person a chance? And, you know, it was the nice weather of Miami in March, especially is kind of like uh, soothing for me. And it was a mental health break. And I went out with some friends and then Sunday I went to meet you and I think I texted her like a, we probably shouldn't see each other for a bit, um, on my way to see you. And then that's when you made me samosas or gave me samosas. Your mom hung out with us. And then I told you guys, I was like, Oh, I think she accepted my breakup text.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's like, why do people beat around the bush? Like stop wasting people's time. If you're not interested Don't meet the person, and why did you have to do it for her? It's frustrating.
2: Well, it's like anytime you tell someone you're not free for three weeks, and it's like we can cover this later. If you're traveling, that's fine, right? People travel, I understand that, but you can also like maybe schedule a call. But you can't say that we're in the same city for two weeks and we're never free. Like, that's such a pet peeve of mine. It's like you are free, you're just choosing to be very inflexible, like you know, and, and basically say literally everything else is more important than meeting this person, then you shouldn't meet them.
0: Exactly. We went to the comedy show, had a great time. We went to go see Hannah Burner, who...
2: That was great.
0: Yeah, she brightened our spirits. And...
2: We got all hopped up on Diet Coke and Coke, as we do.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And we had a good time. And then I think it was a nice break for both of us. Mm -hmm. And then we went back to our own traveling schedules, because a lot of people don't know... You also have a new venture in Vegas. So you're actually traveling as much as me from coast to coast. And that can take a toll on you as well.
2: Yeah. Also, like I'm in India a lot because, you know, we have some businesses there and I have family there in the winter. So I was flying a lot to India, flying to Vegas, LA. I was kind of all over the place. And then Miami, you know, it feels like it's actually not that big of a deal going to Miami for some reason. Maybe it's the lack of time difference, short flight. But the other flights, it's like such a toll on my body to keep going up and down. But these, um, the Miami trip was like truly a mental health break. And I think after that trip, I, I don't know if you remember, things took off for me after that week.
0: I do remember. In- I want you to give us the lowdowns, spill the chai, all of it. That's are so, so here for you as today.
2: As soon as I broke up or ended things kind of mutually, let's say, I scheduled a bunch of dates. And I think I went on four dates that week and I hooked up with someone on all those dates and whatever hook up with me, whatever it means. But like, there was like a lot of times you go on these dates where there's no attraction, no anything. Like I was just going on a run of dates. It was like making out within the first like hour. It was like immediate attraction. Like sometimes it burned out for whatever reason, no hard feelings, but there was like, I kind of felt like cool and sexy again. And I think, Part of it was like in the winter, like in January, I messed up my back. So I had gained a little bit of weight from just like literally not working out for a few weeks, not walking or anything. And then I started working out again, uh, got my mojo back. And then this all kind of culminated in our friend NKP's birthday party, where I invited like a girl I was friendly with to the party and... We were all hanging out, great time, a lot of single people. We were pretty drunk. There were some mushrooms floating around. And then I honestly don't know what happened. Like, I blacked out the next thing, I I was making out with her um, at the bar. And that led to one of the wildest relationship flings of my life. And uh,
0: (laughs) this is someone you knew prior who was in your friend group and so this isn't a stranger i'm just setting it up
2: she was like a new yorker who was in grad school the year below me but like we had a lot of mutual friends and we had reconnected at some like you know dating type events and not my type at all my type is usually like indian or jewish and she was blonde so we call it blondie and she was someone I thought was very attractive long ago, and maybe there was a time where I just didn't have the self-confidence to even pursue someone like that, but at this point, I did, and it was one of those classic, you know, like, whatever we say not to do things, I broke every single rule. It was hot and heavy, TMTS, love bombing, all the stuff that you should not be doing, um, and you want to cover for the listeners what love bombing is?
0: Yeah, love bombing, which they've probably heard before, but love bombing, and we've covered it before, is when you basically gaslight someone into thinking you're really into them, and you're madly in love with them, or you're interested in them, and then you're not. And it's all just smoke and mirrors and fluff. It's
2: like, it's it's not even to say I love you, which is like, it's one level above that. Because everyone, you know, people get drunk and they'll say I love you. This girl was talking about us having babies together, the number of babies, like, I wish I wasn't on the pill tonight type stuff, so you could put a baby in me. Like, what do you think of these baby names? And I'm, I'm fucking drunk and along for the ride, like an idiot. Like, why do we never listen to our own advice? Why? I
0: remember the night you met her, and KP, for the listeners, Neil, Kieran, Patel, our <laughs> other the other part of our trio. Partner in,
2: crime. <laughs>
0: Partner in crime. He sent photos in the group chat of you guys full-blown making out. You and Blondie. Like, full-blown making out.
2: The ass grab.
0: <laughs> the ass grab. And I was like, wow, well, good for you, Ditz. Like, have fun. And then two days later, you're telling me you're talking about kids' names. <laughs> which was her.
2: Yeah. It's never me. She she brought it – up. I think – because on our first official date, it's important to talk about if you want to have kids because no one wants to waste time, right? Exactly. And that later became, I want three kids. And I was like, ooh, that seems – I was like in this economy? Okay. <laughs> and also, like, you know, it's like if you're 34, 35, and you haven't had kids, like you want to go to three, like you're going to be like popping kids out at 443. Like, good luck with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and – I was kind of just like going with the flow, and when she started talking about like maybe third date, like the names of the kids, I was like, "Wow, this is a lot, and I was like, "Maybe she really does like me um and I did have my guard up, but at the same time i I knew that like it was too good to be true, and I didn't quite know the whole love bombing thing because that was my first experience where something had progressed to that point in a long you know of someone I knew, right obviously we, we started with Ponzi where she was the ultimate love bomb. But that was something that only happened over the course of like 3-4 weeks. This was like a 2-month thing. And like she went to dinner with me and my sister. But um, that's where I like,
0: I'm like would you say you were part of the love bombing? Like why was she meeting your sister? I still don't understand that.
2: Right. I think it's because I was just like talking about um, how fun my sister is and like you know we, she like, comes up in conversation a lot she's been on the pod she's an actress and i think she was like oh like, you know love to meet her sometime and i was like yeah she's not really in new york much but like we should all grab dinner at some point like super casual and she was down because i think also my sister had her birthday party and i was being polite i was like i was like look if it's weird you don't have to come but i was like i dating you um, i think it would make sense like just to throw you an invite if you're not too busy but like no pressure but then she was like, oh, maybe we could do something another time. And I was like, perfect. It felt very natural, you know? Um, I don't know. It's tough these days. Like, we're in our 30s. Like, there's no rules, right? And it felt right. kind of okay. And after that night, where we had a really fun double date, you know, dinner, Pete's Tavern, like, drinks at my sister's place, like, slept over, that was, I literally never saw her again. <laughs>
0: it's like. But you did. Travel to Vegas and then in between the travels. Do you want to talk about? Oh my God. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Vegas trip, um, I went on a, I went actually back to back weekends, weeks to Vegas for work. The first one was before this dinner and a lot of texting, very normal, whatever. And then the dinner happened and I thought things were okay. And then I was going back to Vegas the next week and I was like trying to communicate with her all week and she was just being not responsive at all and i was like oh let me give her some space and i know she, she had some stuff happening at work some stuff with family and i was like try to be nice and then all of a sudden i was like hey like let's meet up next week when i'm back but you know i i kept being like why you know when you're dating someone for a little bit you know normally you kind of run things by but i didn't really think too much of it
0: so she uh, said she had a trip but she told you about the trip during the trip
2: yeah pretty much like on Friday, when I was headed to the airport, she's like, Oh, I'm heading to the airport too. I was like, It's kind of, I don't know. Like, when I date someone, it's nice to be communicative. Like, I, maybe I'm, maybe you and I are too simpy. No, that we tell
0: no. Too I think it's common courtesy to tell someone you're going on a trip. And if you're not telling the person you're going on a trip, it's because you're up to some shady
2: And who knows what happened on that trip, it doesn't really matter. But um, after the trip, I was trying to text with her and confirming the meetup and she canceled our next meetup, which I knew would happen because I was spiraling in Vegas with you and I remember I was in my hotel room, we video chatted, I was like, What's going on? You had a friend who was like, This shit's up to no good. And I was just like I remember I lost eight pounds in those ten days, which so the like great honestly for that. I should th- I should send her a gift basket cuz I really like jump started my like next level of weight loss cuz I was just literally walking up and down the Vegas strip during my off hours on the phone with you like sending like emails to people drinking coffee and eating sashimi at night and I was like I just didn't eat I had no hunger. Like is this what people on Ozepic feel like where they just have no desire to eat like ever?
0: Maybe. I mean, I'll say there's nothing to jump start weight loss than a crazy bitch or a love bombing bro. So
2: Darnia. I get back to New York and I'm trying to meet up with her and she's she basically says, can't do tomorrow, double booked with some, some nonsense argument or excuse. And then she's like, let's have a call and discuss. I was like, okay, let's have a call. Perfect. I'm about to get dumped by the phone. This is a best case scenario. She no showed the call and I basically had to try to re. I had to schedule my own breakup call. Which then never happens, which was kind of a low point. I think you and NKP were yelling at me about that. We
0: were yelling at you because what you're not telling the listeners is you did the ultimate simp move. I thought we were over this. You told her multiple options of timings during the day that you were available to get dumped. Right. Because
2: <laughs> I wanted to be done with it. I was just. You like, wanted oh. to be
0: dumped and done with it.
2: I like closure. I know you don't care about that, but that's what I wanted. So basically, the, the kicker is I get this very robotic message from her because basically I was like, hey, what's going on? You've been avoiding me. And it felt very robotic and something felt weird about it. And I was like, okay. And I kind of thumbs up. It was like a long message being like, oh, I don't feel a connection, Blah, blah, blah and I'm sorry for ducking you. And at some point I got like a like a, an ad for ChatGPT, GPT of like, what do you do to like, you know, show someone you're not interested. And the language was so similar to what I got. So I, am you've told people on your comedy tour that you have a friend who was ju- dumped by chat GPT and I'm that friend.
0: <laughs> you are the friend and you were dumped by chat GPT and your only wish in the next relationship is that you get dumped in person.
2: Dumped in person would be like the dream. This is, where, this is 2023. Dumped in person is the dream. Dumped by phone call is the next best, but I'll take dumped by text.
0: An actual human text.
2: A human a text by a human <laughs> with human emotions and feelings, not by AI. I do not want to be dumped by AI again. It's not very fun.
0: And then you went to Dubai.
2: And then I went to Well before I'm I'm jumping around here, but um later in the summer. I actually saw her at a concert. I don't know if I told you that. The dog. I saw her at a concert, and I didn't go say hi to her. Because I was, like, pretty high. I was with my friends. And she was probably, like, 30 feet away. And it was, like, a big Hamptons concert. And I could have gone. The old simpy me would have been like, hey, how's it going? Like, no, nothing. You I don't
0: need to say hi.
2: I was, like, I almost, like, lost my cool. And my friends, like, were, like, slapping me in the face. or like. You're not going over there. We're going to go have fun. We're going to get drunk. We're going to do this. And I lost her in the crowd and did not see her. Good. Okay, so Dubai.
0: You went to Dubai, and to me, this is like rock bottom.
2: (laughs) So, I was there for work early in the summer, um, and I went to a bunch of rooftop bars in Dubai. And Dubai is everything that I think is wrong about like a commercial city. It's like Everything you think that's bad about Vegas, it's Dubai, but without any of the like culture, there's no shows, there's no like even gambling. I just don't know, like Dubai is like a tax haven, it's like a cool place, I guess, for people in the Middle East and Indian people like going there. I hate it. I think it is one of the most boring places in the world. There's like malls you can shop at. Whatever. So that's daytime. And also every single thing you do in Dubai, you have to go to the the mall of Dubai. It's like, Oh, you wanna go see the Burj Khalifa? You have to go to the mall of Dubai and then you have to like go into the, like, one of their 10 elevators, and weave your way there. So already I don't like this place. So we have dinner, we have drinks. It's like a very nice night. So I was like, all right, at least it's like nighttime. And I'm with some work people. And we're like just chatting at the bar at some rooftop uh, to a bunch of women. And it turns out that like three quarters of the bar were escorts. And, you know, I see all these people like, oh, being proposition and like people going back home. And I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, wow, nice, this guy's got game. And one of the guys with me was like, dude, that's a pro. That's a pro. And I was like, oh my God. And like, I just thought. You're,
0: felt- you're seeing like the worst of the worst. And people talk about Dubai like it's some um, homely place. My grandparents lived in Dubai for 25 years. So I'm familiar with the real Dubai and what it was. What it is now is basically a playground for sin. It's like. Somewhere so religious happens to have no drinking, but yet a lot of prostitution.
2: It is infinitely easier to pick up escorts in Dubai than Vegas.
0: All these guys go home with these women. They're paying these women. It's prostitution.
2: It's also not, it's actually illegal in Vegas. You have to actually go outside to other parts of Nevada, or you have to be very shady about it. It is openly a thing in Dubai. So I felt very emo about it. And I was like, Drunk, and I was like kind of on the verge of tears, and I was like messaging you as always, and I was like, because I'm
0: that? always on the verge of tears these days."
2: So that was like kind of a a moment, and after that, came back to the U.S., went to your wedding, which we'll cover later in a different pod. Um, and I think just like been enjoying the summer in New York, which you know up and down. Uh, I just got back from London, which I was there for a week for a wedding, and then also was out with my parents there. So, I mean, otherwise, you know, dating in the summer, everyone knows it's, it really depends. I think when you're younger, we've talked about how it's the best. And when you're older, it gets a little lonely, you know, because everyone's traveling. Um, I was seeing someone for a few months in the summer that was like a setup. I went out with uh, my old music teacher for middle school and a couple of her younger colleagues. And one of them set me up with this girl who's lovely. And we went out. Five times. And I am happy to report that I got dumped by text. And it was very normal. And I was like, very pleased about it. Cause I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I keep seeing her. And I was like, I kind of felt that it wasn't more than like platonic. Like, we had kissed a few times, but nothing else. And she just said, like, yeah, I'm going to focus on work. And I have some family stuff and personal stuff. And I don't see this going further. And I really enjoyed meeting you, which I like, I was like, wow, thank you for that message.
0: And sometimes, because you're lonely, you just want to see someone even though you're not interested them in them either.
2: That's exactly what this girl was for me. And maybe I was that for her when she ended it. I was like, okay, well, thank you for fulfilling like most of the summer, which is like, I said, like kind of a lonely period of time for us geriatric millennials who are single. Um, you know, thanks for getting me through from spring to almost fall. Um, and you know, as we say, never date one person. I literally had someone lined up as a backup. And that's the person I'm seeing right now, a Jewish girl who uh, went out I messaged you last night. We had a really good second date.
0: When you're a geriatric millennial, like, don't play coy. Okay, don't play the prude. If you want a bone, bone. If you want to make out, make out. You don't need to drag this thing out. You don't want a bone.
2: You can do other stuff. You can 69. You can do whatever, whatever's cool, butt stuff. You can stuff. do whatever
0: it. you want. There are no rules. I just want to break down these rules that we've created, especially when you're geriatric. We don't have time to waste.
2: Yeah, I agree. And especially like when people are always traveling and stuff, like um, summer. summer. I don't know about other cities. It's a total dead zone. Everyone's always away. People are like in the Hamptons or the Cape or Europe or whatever. And if you do this, like, I won't hook up with someone for five dates, bro, that could be four months, which is insane. And that's just the reality. So like, you know, if you're going two, three weeks in between meetups, which by the way, the person I'm seeing right now, we've been going weeks in between and not for the bullshit reason of, oh, you know, I have to run an errand. The reason being, oh, I'm away. You're away. I'm away. So if we're not in the same city for two, three weeks, two dates, three dates, let's get in there. Let's see how we are, you know, physically with each other.
0: Trying to make it work, and and you have some big fun plans coming up for the rest of the summer.
2: Yes. Uh, so I'm going to Africa with my family for a safari for ten days, which will be fun. And then coming back for a few days, my Code US Open, and, and then going to Minnesota to a lake house for Labor Day weekend. And then fall will be, you know, I'm ready kind of to get back in the swing of things. A few West coast trips. Um, one day you'll meet me in Vegas, I'm sure. For of those <laughs> Opportunities. Yeah. That's kind of the, the quick recap on what's been going on.
0: Thanks for being open as always. And for sharing and you're in a much better place now as am I.
2: I am. And I think, um, You know, it sucks that, like, our mood dictates our health. And it's, like, this time, like, a lot of times when I've been dumped, I've, like, got on the, like, overeating thing. This year, I went on the under-eating thing, which helped me lose a bunch of weight. And then I just, like, got really into, like, lifting heavy, heavy weights and not eating, like, crap. And I feel like uh, I I lost two belt sizes in the last three months, which is great. And um, I want to continue that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And for me, I was telling you before we started recording, not only was it depression, but when you travel so much, like, you know, you get the migraines and the headaches and the allergies and the temperature changes. Like, I just haven't been a hundred percent.
2: Well, we're old. That's what happens.
0: That's what happens, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. There's never a shortage of drama and gossip and stories for us to tell. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on and see you next week.
2: All right. Talk to you soon.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.